five shows. Now, AM 1240 WATN presents Live at Five with Glenn Curry. Sponsored by Herringer's Contracting, the roof people who call you back. This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> The army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. Bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a This is Live at Five, yeah, Live, live at Five, indeed. Live at Five. Right. There's a cat. Yeah, we're getting a, a special phone call here in about 30 seconds, if not a little bit longer, uh, from Miss Shelley Goldstein. Um, and she's uh, just a profound background in television and writing, and uh, she'll have an interesting phone call today with yours truly about the impact of the uh, of the writer's strike and now the actor's strike. A combination we haven't seen in, I don't know, over 60 years from what I understand. And Fran Drescher's like, what are we going to do, Mr. Whatever his name was. And it doesn't look like it's going to be resolved. But that said, and, and Jim, Jim uh, said, of course, uh, the following email a couple of days ago. Jim writes like this. This might be Shelly here. Let's not let her wait because I believe, she, is this Shelly? She, Miss Shelly Goldstein? Yeah, yes, it most certainly. Shelly Goldstein, I was just introducing you to the audience. Uh, you are on live right here on AM 1240's Live at 5 show. I'm Glenn Curry. And thank you so much today uh, for sharing your, your thoughts and views on this uh, current strike from the writer's strike and the actor's strike and its impact on the industry uh, because you know a lot about the industry, Shelly. Well, Glenn, what a pleasure to meet you, and thank you for having me on tonight. Yeah, this is this is unprecedented. Uh, the last time uh, the writers and the actors went out together, it was 1960, and the president of the uh, Screen Actors Guild at the time was a was a very popular actor named Ronald Reagan. Right, right. Yeah, a long time ago. Okay. So, yeah, <laughs> he did. He did very, very well. Of course, at one time he was a Democrat too, so he made that switch as well. This, I, again, I'm just going to tell you my viewpoint on this. There's so many things. I mean, obviously, back 63 years ago, back in 1960, they weren't talking about artificial intelligence. They weren't talking about streaming services, the Internet and its impact. They didn't know anything about uh, Netflix or, uh, you know. So it was a lot more, I guess you could say, humble in terms of, oh, we need more money because look at, you know, look what you've done for so long. So that's typically what happens in a strike. But now there's so many moving parts. And from what Fran, and by the way, I didn't know Fran Drescher was the president of the actors. Uh, 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 he is indeed, yes. Yeah. How long has she been in that capacity? Relatively recently, Yeah. Uh, with, within the past year or so. And by the way, she looks great, just for the record. I don't know if she's a good negotiator, uh, and she's done a tremendous uh, uh, stuff in her own lifetime. She came from nothing. She came actually from Queens, where I'm from. And uh, so I, yeah. I respect uh, her for, for what she's done. But I don't know if she's, whatever, she's just part of the battle here. But the main thing why Shelley wanted to uh, uh, speak with us today is obviously this is going to have an impact on, on Hollywood and, and the future months, sitcoms, or it might be a thing of the past. Plus, J Jim Levin's jumping up and down because now more people can advertise on radio because there's, there's going to be old uh, reruns on, on network TV for a while now. Right, Shelley? Well, now is a great time to advertise on radio, so I, I recommend everyone do that. But, but you're, you're bringing up a really interesting point. Let's, let's start with radio. You and I are talking. You're a person. I'm a person. You know, some people might argue that, but we are. I don't like listening to radio where they've gotten rid of the human factor, mm -hmm. you know, and you just have somebody's voice. This is what everything is about right now. AI is, uh, I, t I tell all my actor friends, you know, you're not going to be auditioning opposite, you know, to, to try to beat Meryl Streep or to try to beat Tom Hanks. You're going to be auditioning opposite Marilyn Monroe and Jimmy Cagney. Mm -hmm. 
you know uh this is this is a new reality and uh, it's it's a it's a vital importance not just to actors, not just to writers, but to everybody, to all your listeners. You know, today in in Hollywood, the Teamsters are uh, are picketing as well. Wow! And wow. they they have been the greatest support to us, and and tons of writers and actors are going to support them because everybody's job is in danger sure. because of of artificial intelligence coming in and taking over what you do. So are you And that's changing the entire world. So, and if all of our jobs disappear, then there's not going to be anybody who's going to be able to, you know, afford forget your your rent. You're not going to be able to afford Netflix. You're not going to be able to afford bread. You know, we we have to keep the human potential and the the human magic in, in in our world, and every day it's sort of becoming a little bit more techno. So are you are you suggesting that you know when you mentioned uh, like Marilyn Monroe, do you think artificial inter- intelligence might recreate uh, in a visual sense a living Marilyn Monroe in this day and age? Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. In in the same way that over the past couple of years there have been concerts where you can see a, a hologram of Frank Sinatra. Right. Uh, but that's going to that's that's going to become more sophisticated. You know, that's sort of the equivalent of of an old flip book before there was there was real animation. Mm-hmm. You know, so there will be. You know, Frank Sinatra will appear on stage and will sing. You know, Marilyn Monroe will make a new movie, and it's a it's a fine gimmick. But do you really want to lose seeing actual people? reciting words that were written by actual people with a soul who who laugh and cry and love sure. you know cuz i you know no i don't want to see and, that and, yeah but i i got i got to interject in as far as you know where we hey. are in terms of television for instance primetime tv when you mm-hmm. started shelly and i just want to share mm-hmm. Some of the stuff I, I know you you are a humble person you uh are you are you, are you american born <laughs> i am chicago you're from chicago, chicago. and but you live are you currently living in london I'm I'm spending some time in London, yes, and I also uh, live in California. So, and, and by the way, and, and I mean this, you look very British in your picture here in your bio. That uh, I do? Uh, yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> kind of look like Twiggy, and that's a compliment. I kept I keep on thinking, geez, you live in London. I'm thinking you should be singing to, to Sir with Love or something. Okay, because you, t- you tell me I look like Twiggy, I'm in love with you. <laughs> no, you do. In this picture here, you got you're, you're looking up. You got that British look to you, and it looks very very sharp. But what looks even more sharp is your career. International TV and film in- included uh, Ages of Heroes. You worked alongside, uh, you worked for or in conjunction with Steven Spielberg, Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, you worked for PBS, uh, Disney, uh, 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 scores of other things. And uh, three days, uh, her dialogue skills made much in demand, her, made for her at least, a great uh, demand in Hollywood for special material, tailor-made words for special occasions for stars, including Lily Tomlin, Steve Colbert, who is a communist, uh, sorry, Jay Leno, of course, Conan O'Brien, who I love, Sharon Stone, Jimmy Kimmel, another communist, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Larry uh, Wilmore, Justin Timberlake, Julia Louise Dreyfus, Hugh Jackman, uh, Gerard Butler, uh, Sasha Cohen, Bowen, uh, Baron Cohen, excuse me, Jane Lynch, and of course, who could forget Yoko Ono? So, and that's just some of the stuff that I'm reading from your resume right now. Uh, so, needless to say, you've had an illustrious uh, a career, and you are currently part of the of the uh, uh, the SAG uh, community, right? You are in the Writers I am, Guild. I'm a member of the Screen Actors Guild. I'm also a very proud member of the Writers Guild. Have been for for many many years. Mm-hmm. And. So, um, Another thing, just sort of getting back to uh, how things are going to change, uh, one of the big issues with AI is it's been suggested that every background actor, and you know, that's what used to be called an extra, Mm -hmm. where you might get a day's work, you might get a week's work, you might get get a couple of weeks' worth on a shoot, where you're just, you you know, maybe you get one line, but you're in, uh, like, like, you might be in a nightclub, you might be in a restaurant, you might be walking down the street as the bank robbery is about to happen. Well, what the studios want to do is they want to scan every single actor and pay them for that one day's work of scanning your body. So let's say they give you 100 bucks to do that. Sure. But then they will own your likeness, your mm. body, your voice, 
in perpetuity. Wow, wow. And you'll never have to work again. So when that happens, not only will that end all work mm-hmm. for those people, mm-hmm. if you don't have a shoot going on, then you don't have uh, hair people, makeup people, costume people, security guards, janitors, drivers, caterers, set designers, gophers. You know, there, there's a there's a misconception that everyone in Hollywood is worth a billion dollars mm-hmm. and, you know, swimming pools, movie stars, all that stuff. Most people are just, you know, working class, middle class people who are really happy to work. And there have been people uh, over the past few years who've been on big, big hit shows and still have to keep their waiting job or they're, you know, working at the grocery store job because it just doesn't pay that much. Mm-hmm. But uh, now they're taking it that extra step where they're going to eliminate someone's ability to work at all. It's, and, it's, and again, yeah. it's, not just, it's not just me. It's, as I said, it's happening in radio, mm-hmm. but it's happening at grocery stores. It's happening at shops. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, uh, I went into a store the other day, and I wanted to buy a couple T-shirts, and you just had to throw them in a bucket, and it instantly told you what you owed and all the tax on it. Wow. That's, geez. Uh, and, you know, I'm, so but you can no still shoplift. No. With it, you know. So I think we're losing a bit of our humanity, and, and, and you know, people are not getting paid in any profession what they're worth, you know? Everybody well, deserves a little respect for sure. what they do and how hard they work. Right. So that's, that's, that's all we're trying to say. We're not saying, you have to pay us billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. No. Right. But, but I don't think that the head of a studio should make in one day more than the average writer or the average actor makes in a year. So is that the battle currently? I mean, what are they saying? What, I mean, when Fran Drescher says this entity doesn't want to come to the table, they won't even talk to us. Uh, one, that, that indicates, obviously, they're really far from getting anywhere. But what's the gist behind their reasoning? Are they just saying the, the world has changed? People aren't going to the movies as much? There's too many venues out there? TV network uh, movies, for instance, are terrible? They're not attracting an audience? What's their argument to this, Shelley? Well, it is very true that things have changed drastically, very, very quickly. The world is changing. But at the same time, the argument is always we don't have the money. We don't have any money. I wish we did, but we don't. And we just can't pay you, which is a little bit disingenuous when, again, you know, the, the heads of studios make not million dollar, not $10 million, but hundreds of millions of dollars in bonuses for firing as many people as possible, right. for eliminating as many jobs as possible. Right. Increasing so their margins. I'm all for people you know, who, who run studios. That's a hard job. I'm all for them making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they should make all the money and then fire everybody else. No, I totally agree with that. I mean, but we do read in recent, and not to be the devil's advocate on this, but I, I have seen a downward trend in, in Hollywood, certainly way after the days of, of when you were working there, and I'm just going to take a guess that you're a baby boomer and you were part of the, you know, the golden age of television, uh, Gary Marshall. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. Well, no, I don't mean... <laughs> I, 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 am, I am a baby boomer, but I am the youngest possible baby boomer. Uh, you're my age, too. Okay, I, I was born in six, the late 62. So, but you know where I'm going. And, and golden age, obviously, was from the, you know, uh, You Bet Your Life and, you know, whatever, the Sid Caesar. So I'm not talking about that era, but I'm talking about the 70s and 80s, Cosby, Cheers, uh, great shows. We're just not seeing them anymore. Maybe I'm putting too much emphasis now on television, but I use that as an example where, you know, are, are, the, are the production people, are they trying to break the union where they'll just work with freelancers that have nothing to do with SAG or the, or the screen? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and again, with, with writers, uh, the same thing is happening. They, they want to, you know, television has always been, and I've worked on many, many television staffs. I've also re, you know, done what's called a table rewrite, mm-hmm. which, which I've done for people like Steve Martin and, and a lot of network shows. Um, what they want to do now is they want AI to spit out, you know, we're going to do the Glenn Curry story. <laughs> right. And it'll oh, spit boy. out 100 pages of, you know, it'll be kind of like maybe a first-year high school student writing a script. Mm-hmm. And then they'll get on the phone and they'll call a writer and say, we would like to hire you to polish this script because it's not good enough to to actually, you know, be right. a real screenplay. To punch it up, and yeah. We will pay you 
we will pay you just to do the rewrite on this, but you will get no screen credit, which mm-hmm. means you'll get no money towards your health insurance or your pension, and you won't get the same amount of money. So, you know, if, if a TV show normally hires a half a dozen or a dozen writers to, to work on a season of shows, now they, they just want the, the scripts to, you know, come out of AI and then hire maybe one person to fix each script. So, and again, I got to ask you, is that progress? Because over the years when industries can streamline any part of their business where they can, I mean, I, I get it, uh, Shelley. When, when someone's making tens of millions of dollars just for making a decision at the top of, of 20th Century Fox or Columbia Pictures, uh, you know, but is it their job to do that? I mean, a lot of industries over the years, like we see that, you know, a lot of, you know, like the call centers, for instance, just as an example, have gone abroad, sure. overseas. And that's just a, a way of making more money for the bottom line. And a lot of people, of course, these are these are, uh, are, are public companies, and there's a lot of people sharing the, 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 the success and the bottom line on the public markets and so forth. So it's like you said earlier, Shelley, it's their job to make money. It, it, what's wrong with that at, at the end of the day, other than it's, it is destroying an industry, and for that matter, Hollywood? Tell me what you think about the call centers the next time you need some support and you're, and you're sitting on hold. Right. Or someone <laughs> who doesn't know English. Waiting for somebody to actually help you and there's not, there's not a person there. True. Yeah. You know? But I certainly get what you're saying, but tell me something. Yeah. Does, you know, you're not going to be graded on this answer, but tell me a few of your favorite movies or TV shows. By all means. Uh, my favorite TV, and you're going to love this because I noticed Gary Marshall is part of your, your resume. Love my my favorite me as, my, as a kid. Uh, Yeah, my favorite TV show, other than the original 39 uh, Honeymoon episodes, was the original Odd Couple with Jack Klugman and, and uh, Tony Randall. And my favorite movie well, is It's a Wonderful Life, Frank Capra. Go ahead, sorry. Okay, well, It's a Wonderful Life is perfect. Yeah. A perfect example, as is... The Odd Couple, which Gary adapted from Neil Simon's wonderful play. Mm-hmm. Neil Simon wrote about himself and his brother. He was Felix, his brother was Oscar. Interesting. And that play works, and that series works, because of the love those two guys had, and the hate those two guys had, and how they made each other crazy, but how they were... And any show by Gary Marshall, it's always about a team. You know, Laverne and Shirley are a team. Right. You know, Mark and Mindy are a team. Right, you know? right. He loves that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all about people and their soul and their happiness. Mm-hmm. It's a Wonderful Life, which is a movie that, come on, we all, you know, everybody laughs about it, but you watch it and you cry and you love it because it's made with such heart. It's about Christmas. It's about family. It's about having pride in your job. It's about friends coming together to be there for you when it's the worst time in your life. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God, they saved George Bailey. George Bailey, you're the richest guy in town. Right. That can't come out of a computer. Mm. That comes out of somebody's soul. And mm. that's the difference here. I don't want to see TV and films turn into something that reads like you know, a fake letter that you're reading on some website. Right, right, right. Or a fake voice, for that matter. I want, yeah. I want, I want to laugh. I want to cry when mm-hmm. I go to the movies. Right. And, you, and you brought, you gave two examples of one that just absolutely makes you feel great and laughs and mm-hmm. have fun and forget your troubles, and the other one makes you feel good about life and and probably makes you cry a little bit. Yeah, and here's the thing. A lot of, like, for instance, you know, we had a construction site. Bad analogy, but I'll use it anyway. We had a construction site in downtown where a lot of people object to it because they said it takes away parking. And then says, well, let's see what happens. Let's, you know, they delayed the process. They, were gonna, they, they agreed with the, uh, the, the fact that maybe this was a bad choice. They already built them, but they said, we're going to spend some money to take them apart. And then they said, wait, let's put this on pause, see what happens. So I use that as, as, as an example here. Let's just, say, let's just say AI takes over, hypothetically, of course, Shelley. And then, yeah. and then we real, and then the Hollywood types realize, geez, no one's watching our shows anymore. Ever since we went into this direction, we screwed up. We're going to have to. Would that ever happen? Do you think that they might try to do this? And, and is AI the number one reason why this strike seems like it's not going to end in the next week or so, or month or so beyond that, Shelley? I think the strike. Sadly, I think the strike's going to go for a long time, and and um, the. They, they did walk away from negotiations. Right. Um, they walked away from the writers. 
to wait for SAG to go out, and now they've walked away from SAG. So we're, we're hoping that they'll come back to the table. We all want to get a deal that works for everybody. We're not looking to destroy anybody. We're looking to nourish a great business. Now, there have been times in the past where, uh, you know, technology does change the way you do things. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it has, the, com- the com- video games have had a vast uh, effect on particularly action movies, but all sorts of movies, mm-hmm. you know. Um, TikTok and, and YouTube and the fact that, that, you know, attention spans have changed. Right, time spent. changed yeah. mm-hmm. the way, you know, even sitcoms are. Right. You know, if, if you, in, in the old days, again, mentioning The Odd Couple, which was the, the early 70s, and mm-hmm. there would be maybe two scenes in the first act, and then there'd be a commercial. And then after the commercial would be what was called the block scene, and that's where you go outside of the typical set, and mm-hmm. Felix and Oscar would go to a ball game or a, or a party or something. Mm-hmm. And then there would be the last scene where they would be dealing with cleaning up the mess that was caused at the big block scene. Mm-hmm. So a, a half hour might have four scenes in it, maybe five. Then Seinfeld and Friends and shows like that suddenly... Uh, a sitcom scene wasn't 10 pages long. It was a page and a half long. Hmm. And it was constantly cutting, cutting, cutting. And the scenes were much shorter. And right. the jokes came faster. Right. And, you know, the, the writing was sharp. The writing was funny. But we now look at things the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, those fantastic old original 39 Honeymooners that you mentioned. Amazing. Those are classic comedy that, that you know... Are, are just brilliant. You mm-hmm. can't watch those and not laugh. Mm-hmm. But they're written differently than it would be done now. Oh, without a doubt. You know, yeah, yeah. But we, know, it's all relatable, you know, though. You know, Ralph would set it up. You know, uh, Alice, Alice and Trixie would set something up. There would be a lot of building and building and building to the funny. Now mm-hmm. it's like, as soon as the thing starts, Give me some funny. Give me some right, funny. Give me right. some funny. Yeah. And the best shows do. Just as just as a really great action show gives you, you know, your heart in your in your throat every 30 seconds. Sure, sure. But i got to ask you, Shelley, is it, is it Hollywood's fault that we're here to begin with? Because I'm just going to say, look, I'm 60 years old. I, 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 I think the best days of Hollywood are clearly behind us. Jim Levin, he, he, he makes fun of me. He says anything made uh, after 1994. 1994 was the last great year for Hollywood. I'm sure just, you know, we can cover the bases there. Shawshank Redemption, Forrest Gump, uh, uh, Pulp Fiction. Uh, but then after that, everything looked like a Nissan commercial. It just Everything was herky-jerky movements, and it drove me nuts. So here's my point. I know behind, what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. I yeah. know what you're saying, but I want, I want you to feel a little optimistic here. Mm-hmm. You know, I want, I want to make you feel better. I think television in this century has been fantastic. And it's been so, so many different kinds of shows. My husband loves zombie shows. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody, somebody is always walking and they're always dead. You know? Right, right. And it's, it's a great, you know, and he's so happy. But we watch, you know, we watch Deadwood. We watch The Wire. We watch The Sopranos. We watch Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. And we're, we're catching up with Succession now. And Mrs. Maisel. And, you know, there's so many great shows mm-hmm. that, are, that are really wonderful and, 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 and just kind of pull you in. You know, and I, I actually think television is a lot more interesting than movies. Interesting. Right wow. Well, I, I, why I don't want to see this kind of great, incredible, complicated, action-filled, exciting, funny stuff disappear just because it can be done more cheaply if it's written by a machine. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, and I, I, my, my guess is that if and when... They, are they, by the way, Shelley, are they doing this right now? Are there examples of artificial intelligence that people may or may not be aware of as we speak as far as a TV show or whatever movie or anything that we might well, be seeing on Netflix? Well, yes yes and no. I mean, I've been trying to avoid this AI. I have lots of friends who are writers who are like, oh, look, I, I fed all my scripts to AI, and now they're going to write one of my scripts for me. You know, let, let's see what comes out. Yeah, right. But I know that, I know that if you go on, on the Internet, I think a lot of these are on YouTube, uh, somebody did something where uh, they showed uh, Paul McCartney singing all of Billy Joel songs and Billy Joel singing all of McCartney. Yes, songs. I you saw know, that yeah. kind of thing. Right, and right. Again, 
that's a gimmick, but do you really want that to be what music is? No. And I don't. He, yeah, and, 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 and unfortunately, I, I do have someone that, that typically calls in this time of week, Shelley. This is an incre- incredible conversation. I'd like to continue this. But, but the one thing that really scares me, and there's a lot of things that scare me, is that they can have someone on video like Donald Trump or, you know, yeah. saying some nasty things. And yes, Shelly, saying the N-word or something very, very yeah. unjustified where once it's out there, people aren't going to question, oh, it's AI. Oh, don't worry about it. No, it's going to create riots. And I think that's very incendiary. And I think that's that's one of the biggest problems we'll run into almost right away. Well, I, I think you you put your finger on something that actually terrifies me as well, which is it's going to be very, very interesting uh, whoever your candidate is, uh, or whoever uh, someone who's a, in a you know your your boss, your friend, your right. spouse, uh, you know your teacher, if someone wants, they can do an AI or or what sometimes is called a deep fake, mm-hmm. right? And that person can be saying anything, mm-hmm. you know, and and it can be it can be an insult, right. it can be a threat, it can be you know something that you know, is, 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 is going to cause a fight, a war, you know, and, and how do we stop that? Yeah, you know, G- there's, there's also saying, well, we're going to, we're going to let AI decide, you know, in charge of the nukes. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Just like uh, war games with Matthew Broderick. And by the way, uh, uh, it was uh, James, James Cameron warned us when he did uh, uh, the original Terminator in 1984 and interestingly yeah. enough, years later, he also said that what happened to the Titanic has nothing to do with artificial intelligence or anything we're talking about right now. But nonetheless, he said that imploded the moment it went underneath too far. And he knew that right away. Very smart man, uh, originally from Canada, if I'm not mistaken. And he was a truck driver. But he's an example yeah. of one that could pop up from all this that hasn't been able to get into the uh, Writers Guild or the Actors Guild. So maybe, and maybe there might be some new faces, you know, like like you know, like coming someone coming up from the minor leagues uh, that might actually uh, grow from this. But at the end of the day, Hollywood's in trouble. I don't know if Fran Dresch is the answer. They might need a better negotiator <laughs> in there. I, I'm just saying that out loud, just from some of the stuff well, she said recently. Just so you know, Fran is not our negotiator. Okay, gotcha. You know, there, you know, there's a man, uh, Duncan uh, Crabtree Ireland, who was at the press conference with her. He's our lead negotiator, just like the Writers Guild has negotiators. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's uh, she's the president of the guild. She doesn't she doesn't you know she go, she goes to the negotiations, but she's not a negotiator. Okay, I got you. Uh, and but I only see her for some reason, and obviously she's she looks great nonetheless. But Shelley, if people need to find out more about your involvement in all this, uh, you know, if if you don't mind, can so, can someone look up uh, more about this and find out uh, your battles with the current strike that's been going on for months? Now the actors are involved. It's, it seems like it's going to go on for at least another thirty to sixty days. Who knows? Hopefully they can come to the table. But how can people find out more about you? Uh, Shelly Goldstein. And, yeah. Well, I mean, just just <laughs> well, in general, what what can people do? Know, I, when, when my fingers are crossed that when the strike ends, uh, I, uh, I was just about to start working on a new TV series, and of course, the the plug has been pulled on that. So uh, hmm. when when I'll, I'll I'll make a deal with you when the strike is over. As soon as I'm back to work, I'll, I'll let you know what I'm doing. And oh, you'll yeah. Watch it and you'll say, boy, that's as good as 1994. <laughs> but, uh, Very astute, by the I way. I would say, you yeah. know, again, uh, go online, but, but like anything else, when you say go online, don't believe, you know, the first thing you read that's, that's clickbait. Mm-hmm. You know, the Screen Actors Guild has a website. The Writers Guild has a website. You know, check, check that out. You know, try to try to find out what's actually happening and not just what somebody has posted online somewhere. Sure. Because no. Yeah. No. They I want to. Want to. They want to. You know, start a fight somewhere. Yeah. I, I'm tired. I'm tired of people being at each other's necks. I want us all supporting each other. No, I get it. I, Sh- yeah, no, I, I totally, Shelly, th- we could talk for for, for days because uh, of, of not just this topic, but so many, so many other things. You know, obviously, you know a great deal about this, and uh, you, you're just a treasure trove. Uh, and and Shelly Goldstein, thanks for calling up the show today. I'm so thankful that uh, a Northwestern alumni, uh, uh, jo- uh, yeah. Jim Levin, uh, uh, set this well, up I today. Jim Levin. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Jim Levin, the legendary man himself, who's very, very humble, too. I'm just kidding. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, Shelly. Wonderful spending time with you. Bye bye. Yes, you too. That's uh, Shelly Goldstein. Let's see if this is uh, is our friend. Uh, jo- is it- Hi, is this Joe Stanley? 
No, no, it's not Joe Stanley. Okay, listen, I got, but do me a favor. I'm way uh, lefty. I'm way behind. I'll uh, call me up after the break if you can. Okay, my friend. Okay, bye-bye. All right, time to, you know, I, I'm sorry I had to do that because i got to do a break, and we'll be back right after this. Roof looking older than you are, finding more tiles in your lawn than grass-tracking. The people who call you back. All right, I did have Joe. I had him somehow. I had him, and then I didn't have This might be him. Let's we'll see if this is the Joe Stanley. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. Uh, it's a good time, or do you just want to? Uh, I just, I, I, I had Joe. I, uh, I, 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 all right, what's going on, Lefty? Sorry. No, I was just coming about the, the writer's strike. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's just my opinion alone. I've heard this all over. It's a quite run thing. I think this is going to go on for an extreme amount of time I, I, you're, you had a good guest but i think that's a lot of wishful thinking yes on, it is on, it is on, on, on the part of hollywood i think they're and it, you're already seeing the the major players moving this way but i think there's already enough content out there to last people for years just to redistribute it around a little bit like for example cbs is now going to start on friday night in their prime time mm-hmm. going to start from the beginning of showing yellowstone i know it's not your cup of tea, but no. it's the number one show in the country. Right. So now CBS is going to have a run at it for all the people that don't have an app to watch. It'll do well. It'll do better than anything they have, you know, coming in the new seasons that hasn't been written yet, whether it's written or not. Right. Also, you know, you just have all the direct HBO things coming from the movies. They're they're gonna they're gonna just dominate the whole thing. I think ratings will be up, and I think it, it will move to like AI writing and things like that. And mm-hmm. I think. You know, they're biting off more than they can chew. I don't think those writers are going to be as useful as they once were. What do you think? You kind well, of I, mean, I, I mean, again, I, I, if you if you notice, them, my line of questions were not just being a devil's advocate, but I, I've said that Hollywood's been dead for a long time, and that when I heard that there was an impending strike based on streaming, and we've heard it before, but then this AI thing, which I'm unfamiliar with, I'm looking at it like, hey, you know what? Radio did this 35 years ago, when, and she mentioned this as well, when we eliminated the live jock, the after midday guy disappeared back in the 90s, and they did it for, as a cost-saving measure. The FCC changed the rules, allowed all types of uh, construction permits, and everyone jumped on board. Then, then Wall Street jumped in at the late 90s, early 2000s. They, they single-handedly watered down this industry, too. It's just every industry is going to see change. If it wasn't last century, it's going to be this century. And now Hollywood's getting a taste of their own medicine. And you're right. This strike's going to go on forever. It's not going to, ha- it's, now, it's not going to be the just, same. Uh, just put things in a little bit of perspective. And it's an industry I understand just a little bit better. But like in the music industry, as soon as things started to come along, you know, the old Napster years and how everything's gone on there, and where everything's digital now, there's no longer an income stream for album sales. That's kind of a, a thing of the past. There's no longer an income stream for the amount of plays that you get on a radio station or on you know the internet. So what what they've they've done is the simple way that it's been. If you, you analyze it, it was a very small in the in the in the, the time span of beginning of time to the end of time when music started until music you know gets mature in another right. hundred years or two hundred years. It'll, always, it'll be looked at in history as a very small time when people, as an artist, actually made money as an artist. And it's going to be the same thing for acting. It's sure. going to be a very small window where your artists of the the future are going to be artists that are doing it for the art, exactly. not for the income. Uh, and that's the way that's going to go, too. And I think it's it's extremely foolish uh, for anyone. Lefty, i got to go only because I think, and I hate to do this because I sound like Jeff during his show. Uh, sorry, Jesus, i got to go. i got to get uh, talk to Samantha. But this might be Joe Stanley. You make a very good point, end all points. Thank you, okay. Lefty. Hey, you have a great weekend. A little bit early, but that's what I'm thinking. All Bye-bye right, thanks, now. Don't you know. I'll talk to you. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Yeah, I'm not Joe Stanley. <laughs> I know that. Uh, i got a couple of things. Uh, we love the honeymooners. i got a couple of stories about honeymoons, things you might not know. Oh, what's that? I've seen on uh, YouTube, I'm looking up the honeymooners, Hmm. and they had the last, last episode. There was a girl, a lady that played Alice before the Alice we know. Yes, I know. And and this is way early. 
And another one, Trixie, was the smartest one of the bunch. Hmm. She made a lot of money. She says, well, I don't need so much salary, but give me some of that, uh, hmm. uh, put my cut in on the, uh, on the repeats. Right, which they didn't really and know about that. Before they had repeats. Right, right. Somehow she had a vision, and she got a cut on the repeats, and that's like the most repeated show. Right. And the girl that made, uh, played uh, Trixie, Mm-hmm. Made more money than the rest of them, except maybe uh, Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason, yeah, Joyce Randall. Yeah, well, good for her. She was the worst actress, that's for sure. Very lovely lady. She's still alive. Uh, she got spot, shot five times, and she's still alive. Uh, but nonetheless, good, good, uh, good anecdotes about the were the greatest thirty nine episodes ever made. And by the way, with respects to the lost episodes, they sucked. They were all part of his variety show. They were shot in kaleidoscope or whatever they call it, kinescope. And uh, they weren't that good. The set moved. It was well, made out of canvas. It's interesting to see the other Alice. Yeah. Though. No, I know she Look was ugly and not as the good. The other Alice. I know she looked like uh, his. Uh, she looked like the maid from the uh, from the episode where they had the in house. But thank you, my friend. Thank you very much for okay. the phone call. I'll talk to you. Have a good day. Yes, you too. Hi, you're on the air. It's yeah, Danny Francis. Yes. Uh, yes. Go ahead. That lady was really. I really liked that uh, show because I've been, I've been doing a lot of work on this AI business right now, and I'll just raise just a couple of points. Uh, first of all, who is having the control and the input into AI? That's well, a big question. I mean, I, it's it's always the, the the heads of the production of the the network. Well, so not, not just in the movie business, but across the board. Because here's here's my food for thought, and I call them uh, what ifs. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. What if an AI? Uh, what if an AI can ever be controlled or shut? Can never be controlled, shut down, or totally shut off? What if an AI can take over the nuclear weapon site and just start pushing buttons? That mm-hmm. sounds like a Terminator movie, right? Well, it sounds like uh, War Games with Matthew Broderick. Yeah, what, it does. What if an AI takes command and control of our military ships, air, land, and sea? Right, right. What if AIs take over the control of all medical machinery, right. hospitals? Right. And what if AIs do, and right now this is a big concern, mm-hmm. take over our elections? Yeah, no, it's out there already. And 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 for the record, uh, Danny, it's already happened. I don't know if it was artificial intelligence, but AI, uh, uh, a texture of a person where you can superimpose somebody's face with a voice and what happens. Right, right. That that can be that goes from ninety nine percent being accurate to a three point three percent. By just adding what they call adding some grain, right, right, sure, sure, texture, right, right. And I agree, and and it's unidentifiable. No, and here's the thing: I saw this like three, four years ago. I saw a woman. Uh, I, I couldn't believe it. I saw it online, and this woman's face turned completely into Donald Trump's face, but she was talking. Was and and it was like. I couldn't believe it. I said, "This is I can't believe what I'm watching." She was videotaping herself in her car. And some type of artificial intelligence, you know, uh, 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 um, you know, uh, technology transformed her face, her teeth, his tongue into Donald Trump. And that was a while ago. And I haven't seen that since. But I said, wow, if that's the case, then the the end game, which is which is a game that's played in urban America where they say, hey, so and so that see that white guy running over there. He just used the N word and everyone will just, oh, here's our opportunity to beat up someone. Uh, If that that's the easy way to to get a high profile person or for that matter, Danny Francis or anyone by ways by means rather of artificial intelligence, you could say. F this, I hate my mother, I think all people who live in the Bronx are this, whatever, and you watch what happens. I think the mere title should be an indicator to everyone. Artificial intelligence, the word artificial, right. means not real. But you know what, though, uh, Danny? It won't matter, because the no, damage would already been done. To start replacing humans? Yeah. This is... This is this is this is right. This is Terminator stuff. You know? Yeah. Well, some humans should be replaced, in my opinion. Sorry. They need, to, they need to put some glitches on it right now very, very quickly. Well, and as you know, uh, Elon Musk uh, wanted to, to put it on pause, but, you know, guys like Mark Zuckerberg, uh, he had a conversation. That, he's working on that brain transplant or impelling. Right, 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 which would extend the, the elite. To, this is incredible. Talk about Hollywood, where you can actually take the, 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 the brain data 
from a guy like Mark Zuckerberg, who's like dying of, of, of uh, a pancreatic cancer at age 79. But instead of putting his, his head on ice like Ted, Ted Williams, you could just say, hey, let's just transfer his, his brain data into a 22-year-old Olympian or someone with a body that's going to last another 80 years. This is- group of men who operate a small circle that controls this AI business right. should not be allowed to happen. But do you know what, Danny? That ship is, the, the horse is already out of the stable. Like, well, uh, uh, yeah, it's too late. Get out there and put a lasso on Yeah, it. it's not going to happen. And you watch. And Danny, I got one good thing to tell you. Your party will use it to their advantage. And you watch. Oh, I, I think, don't, don't put the politics. I will. Each, I definitely each, will. Each side could use it to their benefit. Uh, well, but you guys are better at it. Let's put it to that. Plus, you own Hollywood. Oh, so nobody's there you go. better than the messages than the Republicans. Uh, no, you guys are better than the Republicans. Policy, whether it fails or not, but Republicans are good at, at, at the sound bites. And, and, and That's about it. We're not good at anything else. We're not well, going no. anywhere. I'm, I'm complimenting you, Danny, and your well, party. No, I, am, I am, too. I'm trying to give a compliment back. Republicans are good at messaging. There's no doubt of it, but they're lousy at governing. And the <laughs> Democrats are lousy at messaging and good at governing. Right, and, and Kamala Harris is just an incredible speaker well, and orator. She's just, we uh, yeah, well, she's going to be the 47th president, Danny. So. I wish he would have picked somebody else. 47th, 47th. Uh, he, so. She's there, and... Uh, yeah. And we got to deal with it. Yeah, she's doing a great job. The other day, she said we got to cut down the world population so children can 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 breathe clean air. That was bright, real bright. The climate thing is a pretty big deal. No, but Danny, you're missing the point. She's a moron, and she's one heartbeat away from running the free world. All right, but Danny, I got to go only because I think this might be Joe. I'm sorry for this today. I'm I'm been very erratic today with this. I apologize. Hi, you're in the air. Yeah, sorry, this isn't Joe. No, I like. Talk Donnie. about how everybody's crying about the fag awards. Yeah, like seriously, yeah. those um, pedophiles out there in Hollywood that worship Satan. So, Danny, I mean, rather, excuse me, excuse me, Donnie, Donnie, starts with the letter D. This is interesting because the sounds of freedom. Have you have you gone online to see all the issues with Regal and AMC movie theaters? Have you seen that controversy about sounds of freedom? No, I have not. Um, I have been hearing people talk about the um, sound of freedom, but I. All right, so, I don't even think I watched the trailer. Uh, well, you should, and you should see the movie because I think it's right up your alley because it's exactly what you're talking about, and that Hollywood, by means of AMC and Regal, are trying to restrict the number of people that come to attend it by saying, hey, look, your movie theater lo- just lost air conditioning. And this has happened not just in one area. It's happened all over the country, and people immediately go on TikTok or Facebook, Instagram, and say, hey, we saw the movie, but let's, look what happened to us. And, and so that is a strong indicator. Once again, Noah himself, our own Donnie, said, hey, Hollywood's crazy, just like Kelly, my friend, my QAnon friend, who's texting me uh, ad nauseum today during that conversation about Hollywood, that, yes, maybe there's something out there about the Tom Hanks of the world. By the way, Shelley Goldstein would hate me for well, there saying is. this. I mean, if you ever watch any of the Super Bowl parties or any of the Emmy Awards yeah. or Grammy Awards, right. if you watch these shows— right. See, there's more than just English. You have to know what signs and symbols are, okay? They like to speak to each other with signs and symbols. They they like to use triangles, the pyramids, like to do the one eye, okay? You know the okay symbol? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. You know when they put it over your eye? Right, yeah. That's an all-call sign. That's 666. It's not okay. All right, gotcha. Donnie, I got to go only because I'm way behind. I appreciate it. Anyway, all right. All right, I'll talk to you soon. That's the, so Donnie, yeah. I'm saying Donnie's right. All of a sudden, he's, he's, he's right again. He's like a Simpsons episode. Hi, you're in the air. How you doing, Glenn? What's happening? Hey, I do have to agree with uh, Danny Francis. This AI is scary. Yeah. If people ain't scared of it, they should be. Yeah. It's really, really bad. Right. I mean, they've already started it, and it's multiplying. It's smarter. It's re- Reducing or producing every six months within like a week's time period. No, I know. Like I, your job won't be your your boss could do a show with that sounds like you and look you know might look like you but it's not you. Yeah. <laughs> same, same thing with uh, your actors and stuff. Right. I think your actors and them they better go get their copyrights on their face. Right. And that. Right. Because they got all those takes. They got all their voices. Right. And all your data, anybody who puts anything on Facebook and all that, right. what do you think all that's going to? That's going it's right going to Mark Zuckerberg. AI. Right, I know. 
Thank and they, yeah. they're creating a bank on every person. Right. Well, maybe I might make it to the movies after all. Who knows? Maybe AI will send me that. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for the call. Uh, I got another call. Jim Levin just came in. Oh, I, 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 did you pick up a phone earlier from Jim, from Joe Stanley by any chance? I did not. Uh, okay. I thought maybe you might have. Uh, I can't hear anything, though. Oh, sorry. Hey, can you That's hear me? okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So how is uh, Shelly? Very good. I said she looked like Twiggy. <laughs> she's she's very, very cute. Yeah, she's very nice. Uh, and I'm going to take this call. Only Cuter we... still when we were in college, believe me. Well, we all were. Yeah. Hi, you're on the air. Tell me. Hey, how's it going? It's SG. On, on the AI, you know DeSantis used the deep take of Trump giving uh, Fauci a hug in one of his campaign ads already. So it's already started with <laughs> AI and, good. and campaign stuff. So, there you go. Ouchie. You know, people decide need to be aware. Right. All right, well, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, so do you think AI is good or bad, real quick? Well, it's, it can be good, but it could also be used for bad. We have to, you know, tread with care, I think. I agree. All right, thanks. Thanks, okay, that's cool. SG. So here's the thing, Jim. You're yeah. going to play like, oh, this is awful. My Shelly, my friend Shelly Goldstein, she's going to play it all out. And, of course, I, I don't know if you heard me, but I play the devil's av- advocate. No, I was I, on with my oh, South you, Carolina right, team. Right, you're looking for the bottom line. And I, that's, I was defending the, 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 the Hollywood types like you because at the end uh, of the day, what Jim Levin wants to do is what Jim Levin— You don't realize and, I've been a SAG-AFTRA member since 1975? Jim, you haven't been in a movie in your entire life. Uh, SAG-AFTRA is Screen Actors Guild American Federation of Television— and radio artists. So you can tell people that. But at the end of the day, no, you're a Republican a businessman. Of, and you I've love, never been Republican. I, I know. And you I've don't have to be been, to act like one. I've never been a, 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 a guy who thinks people should make $300 million a year. I think it's gross. But two ninety nine works. So here's the thing. You, I, I don't make much more money than many people on the staff here. You, and I don't. I, I would... I would feel who you Dave horrible. Mance? I would I, feel horrible if I did. I Jim, stop. I want to. I want to be able to pay people a fair wage. Okay, stop. And you know that, so I, stop that. I, I'm not. I, no, I'm not. Because you stop yell that. at me because I don't yell you at you. Think I you're making people, this up. You, you you're think this I up. pay people too much, and I, you've yelled at me about that. Would you stop saying that, please? You've would told you? me that. I, you're, now you're incriminating for the wrong reason. Well, it's you're out of context. Then out of context. You're telling me I'm something I'm not. I'm going to stand up. You are part of an industry that. I'm just a guy who doesn't believe in free speech yeah exactly <laughs> yeah but you let me on every day so that's that in itself is a contradiction and jason aldean i'm trying to put together a promotion that's great. about free speech with it, him it, he's Snowy. promoting lynching can you believe that the man is well, promoting lynching he didn't know that that uh, it, it you know why they say that in his music video he posed in front of a a town hall yeah, or something. Yeah, where there was which, lynching. Yeah, he had no... He doesn't know that. Yeah, that could be anywhere. He wasn't... Down south, it could be almost anywhere. Right. No, I, and, I, and I've met Jason a few times. He's a great guy. Yeah, but... Really it's, good guy. And, and by the way, the people who, who are the least... <laughs> we don't connected to the to, con- to country music, the owners of Viacom, who owns CMT, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, well, it's Paramount. It's Paramount, yeah, whatever. Used to be Viacom. These, right. these, are the, these are East Coast decision makers that have no... I, I, Ideology similar to, or ad- that even closely adhered to, country values. No, who took that video it's out of circulation? It's, pu- it's cumulus awful. broadcasting pulled I, the song. I, let me just say this about Shelley. Shelley's a very nice woman, but Hollywood did this to themselves, just like radio did when they streamlined everything in the '90s when they had voice tracks. They were the first ones to, to some degree, not not to the level of artificial intelligence as we know no, it now. No, you're right. So, so I just say, yeah. live with it. I the horse has already talent. left the stable. We might get into. I, I said the people are going to play the end game. I say let the where the, Jim Levin might have might have a vision. A, a artificial intelligence can create a Jim Levin on a billboard or, or TV with your. Voice, <laughs> we don't need cadence. artificial intelligence right. for that. In with your cadence, <laughs> say, saying some nasty things about people of, of color, and and it would start a riot. And you said, wait a minute, it wasn't me. Said, it doesn't matter. Because it, it, the, the damage has already been done, yeah. so it's going to happen. It's, unfortunately. it's about a lot of things, but you know what? You, you you didn't know this, but back in 1994, a guy named Tom Maluski, who at the time ran Greater Media, and I were running a thing called uh, the Coalition for Broadcast Diversity. Right, and we didn't want all this consolidation. We literally lobbied in Washington against consolidation. Right, so that's sort of where my heart comes from. And I'm telling you, I stand with labor. Well, and yeah. I, you know, the fact that the guy who runs Warner Media makes nearly a half a billion dollars a year. Same thing with that's the airlines. Disgusting. Same thing with the, a lot of industries. A it's lot just of the, the public companies, and it's gross. And I don't like it. But the fact I hate is, it. So I don't know what to do because here's the thing. 
You got too many uh, outlets and time spent. You talk about time spent all the time in yeah, radio. Time spent is like it, you, t- you have time spent watching. I mean, thirty years ago we didn't have free porn that we do today. That's time spent. Granted, it might be before you go to bed, but it's still time spent. Then we have Game Box. Xbox. Don't say you with me sitting <laughs> in the room, please. That's Come on, let's, let's Jim. Let's no, face facts. No, time. People are spending time radio away TSL from TSL is barely down. That's time spent listening. So less money is be- look because uh, we're local. Disney just lost nine hundred million dollars because they've been woke. So when you talk about executives walking away with a t- boatload of money, some people are getting fired because people aren't coming to the movie theaters anymore. They're going to have to cut somewhere, and that's where they're going to cut it. They're going to cut it because we're not we're not bringing in blockbuster movies anymore. We went woke. Every other friggin' movie is some you know uh, superstar yeah, uh, but comic you're hero. The point art art is talent. Creates art is gone. Art. The and Gary Marshalls of the with, world without art. By the way, it's over. Mishpuka, the Gary Marshalls of the well, world. Well, he brought uh, Shelley to Hollywood. Did and, and, she tell you that? And, and Neil Simon. She, he all, offered to bring all, me to Hollywood. All, at one point, all, I think. all that Eastern European brain power that brought comedy to the vaudeville and then created the oh, golden no, age still of a TV. Ton of it. There, there isn't anything left. Tons of it. They're gone. They're finished. And because they have a new formula where it's not. That's why things aren't as funny. The last great show was Two and a Half Men and Everyone Loves Raymond and and Two Broke Girls. You've moved no, up, no, Glenn. You've moved up. No, you're wrong. It's the 2000s. That, you've moved up 20 years. I thought nothing was good after 1982, you I, said well, the last I lied. time. All right, so we got uh, a minute left yeah. in today's show. Shelly Goldstein, very, I mean, just incredible uh, resume. And by the way, the nicest human but being But she's on the younger planet. than you. She, no, she, I think she's my age. No, she can't be because she says she's at the tail end of the baby boomers, meaning she was born well, in 63 or 64. You were born in the 50s. No, she wasn't because we were at Northwestern right, Well, then she's got a... And I'm not going to say how old I am so that you can... I don't care if people know how old I am, but not You're 67 years old. Wait, Gavalt. Stop it. Shelly's got to be... She could be 65, but I, she couldn't be any younger than that. Okay. Shelly and I worked at WNUR, Northwestern University Radio nice. together. Which is where we met each other. She was gorgeous. Very I was pretty. Smitten. Twiggy. And she is, no, she's not Twiggy. But Twiggy but, was beautiful. But Twiggy was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, she's, she's curvaceous. But, yeah. Well, uh, I thought she was Twiggy. She's, she's eight seconds left. So funny and brilliant. And right. I guess we're done. AM 1240 W810 Watertown makes this legal. Up next, of course, CBS News. Sorry, Joe, we'll have to do it another time. Talk to you. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. Widespread heat's putting more pressure on power grids. My air conditioner right now is running almost